Hello and welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nikia Anani and I am your host. This week I was joined by Emily Steele in the hot seat and she was exceptional. She is a content creator, an online marketing maven, but also a local business champion. And I thought it'd be very important just to highlight often the importance of family businesses in their local communities not only from an economic perspective, but also from a social perspective. And this is really Emily's jam. And so she went all in and highlighting the benefits, showcasing how as family businesses, one can stand out in terms of online as well as offline. And also speaking through the tension between wanting to grow nationally or internationally whilst remaining relevant locally. So tune in and enjoy. Hi, Emily. Welcome to The Connected Generation. I'm excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Amazing. So tell us more about Emily. I know today you're really passionate about local businesses, but I want to know more about how did you get here? The backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And we've got like 30 years of history. How far back should we go? <laughs> oh my gosh. So <laughs> I grew up in a small town in Iowa called Pella and just was surrounded by an amazing local community of retailers, just like the cutest little town square. And that's where we did all of our business. It's where we got our meat, our pastries, where we did shopping for friends. We didn't really go anywhere else to buy things. We were really, truly supporting the local community in my town. And, you know, as time evolved, that was in the 90s. So that was a while ago. That was before e-commerce and everything has shifted. And so I moved to the city, to Des Moines is where I'm based out of now, the capital of Iowa. And I went to school, Drake University, marketing PR degree. And I had this kind of connection to my community, Pella, and just the amazing support that residents provided for that local community. And somehow that like stuck in the back of my brain. It wasn't something I was like, oh, I'm going to do local community development work and all of this stuff. But somehow that had left such a significant impression on me that I did get into some of this neighborhood revitalization work and doing community building work with a nonprofit right out of college. And I really started to realize doing neighborhood work in Des Moines, how important the local businesses are to bringing in visitors from out of state, out of the community, or people making decisions on where they want to live. Like, are they close to breweries or coffee shops or really good Mexican restaurants or whatever it is that they value and how important it is to support local businesses in a really holistic, modern way. And what I had found over time is that so many of the models that are designed to support small business don't necessarily support local So Mm -hmm. it's really hard to say, because I think even talking to the SBDC here in the Metro, the Small Business Development Center, they can help people who have up to 500 employees. And we're talking to local business owner. That is not, (laughs) that's not usually like their staff size. Mm -hmm. They're usually like doing on their own with a couple employees, right? So I just started asking questions to my community, started coming up with my own kind of fun side local businesses like pop-up yoga, a little community networking group for women in business. And I was just putting to practice what it looks like to build an online presence that helps local business owners generate revenue and generate impact. And long story short, I mean, I just, I've been out there trying and testing and working with local business owners 
and helping them generate revenue through a powerful online presence and a really strong personal brand and confidence in themselves. And so today it looks like me just kind of showing up for local business owners in Des Moines and beyond through online programs and one-on-one support with strategy and implementation of marketing. Wow. That's really, really phenomenal. And what I find really interesting is you are helping these local businesses using modern means because a lot of businesses were local. Like if we go back a hundred years, right? They weren't break, you know, to become national because we didn't have technology, infrastructure was limited. And now in the 21st century, you're going back to how where businesses kind of originated from yet using modern technology. Can you speak a little bit more about that? How you help local businesses with the online stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love what you're saying because I think there is kind of a new growth in the support local movement. And a lot of that came from COVID and trying to keep our local shops alive and just a lot of emphasis there. But what I observed when COVID started and what really awakened me to like, okay, I really need to show up and support people even more in this online presence is so many people pivoted, like thinking of a local bar down the street, they started doing to-go orders of their cocktails, which by the way, great idea. (laughs) And (laughs) what would happen if they had an email list or Mm. they had a better Instagram presence? They could directly communicate with their customers about this change. So the customer didn't have to find out a month later because they ran into a coworker at the grocery store. It was like, no, they're connected. These companies are connected to their customers through technology, social media, email marketing, and having a great website to articulate the changes happening. Mm -hmm. And so when that happened in March of 2020, I created a quick little course. I was like, here are the foundations. All of you, you got to have an email list. I mean, I'm not someone who's like super black and white, but I feel very strongly like build something where you can directly land in someone's inbox and communicate with them. Social media presence, that gets so tricky because things always change. But if you're not on social media, it's really hard to attract ideal people if you're just hoping they find you on Google. Mm. So we're just looking at so many elements in a local geographically bound community to support people. Like what makes it different when you're in Des Moines versus when you're operating statewide or national or Mm. international? So we're really asking the questions of what does it look like to connect with another local business owner for a collaboration or to connect with a customer who might be in this specific neighborhood and uses these hashtags when she goes out for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking at those geographic specific tactics in this work for sure. That's amazing. And what are the benefits of being a local business, empowering local communities? Can you speak to us a little bit more about what that does to the local community? Oh my gosh. It's so powerful when you think about the ripple effect. So if you think about, let's say someone has a boutique and she sells clothing. For example, if you support this woman and her business, she can hire an employee and that employee is typically local as well. So you're creating new jobs for people. Hmm. You're contributing, it depends on the state, but you're contributing to the sales tax and that going back into the local community to fix the roads and do Hmm. really important things that make our communities better. When local business owners like this boutique has more money, they can hire a marketing person or an agency. So then they're supporting vendors or printers or accountants. 
So that money trickles to those individuals as well. And it goes on and on and on. And I don't know the number off the top of my head. This is something I should definitely have memorized, but the money that recycles itself when it's invested locally is powerful. Or when you're shopping at Target, which I totally shop at Target and there's no shame to shop at Walmart or Target or anything. It's just the money doesn't necessarily stay in the community. They obviously create a ton of jobs for people. And I'm grateful for these companies in our community, but it just, it's different. The impact isn't quite as deeply. Completely, completely agree. And I think the tension for business owners is, yeah, I'd love to support my local community, but it seems by that being a local business is limiting the growth of the business. Is that true? It limits it because it's local. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that can feel that way, especially if you run a small business in a smaller town, a local Mm -hmm. business in a town of 2000, you're limited typically to those 2000 people, unless you have a reputation Mm -hmm. in which people are driving out of town to come visit you. But that's what I really want to help people see is not limiting because now that we have technology so much, so many people, including myself, have gone from one-on-one services or one-on-one products to expanding beyond their local Mm. community. That's what I think is so magical about business in 2021 and beyond is that you can have a retail boutique and sell your product internationally if you wanted, but have the physical presence and the national audience. You can, like me, have Mm. a one-on-one service where I was supporting local business owners in Des Moines for the longest time until I opened up an online program called Local Business School And now I work with people all over the country who come into the program. So I'm helping local business owners beyond Des Moines. And so I think it requires local business owners to really think more broadly about the impact they want to make. If they want to generate more revenue, sometimes it does require looking at different lines of business that support that are different ways of distribution. That's really, really interesting. And there's a tension also that a lot of businesses face. There's a lot of talk about globalizing, you know, now that we've got technology and we're a globalized world and go global, expand beyond your national borders. And yet, like you said, there's changing attitudes where consumers want to patronize locally. I know Mm -hmm. that my consumer habits have changed throughout the pandemic. I definitely think to buy local If I'm, like you said, yeah, I will shop at your supermarket or your international brands, but I'm very conscious in the way where I put my dollar or my naira. What's your thoughts on that, navigating that tension between global and local? I get the convenience of the Amazons. Having a Prime account and I can order something and I get it in two days. I'm a new mom. I get it. It is so convenient. And I don't think that local business owners start their companies because they want to globalize. They're like, one of my clients, Mallory, has a mercantile, like general store in the corner of this really cute, growing neighborhood. She wanted to create this cozy, beautiful community inside her store for her local residents and people passing through. She's not here to be like the next Amazon with a mercantile store. You know, when I talk to my clients and the students and people in my community, they want to build something that their community just really loves that they come and support, that they buy from, that they think of and refer their friend or their coworker to. And so I honor that and I completely respect that. But I also think local business owners have to be really aware that consumer behavior is dramatically changing. Uh And so if they're not thinking about the convenience of the customer, that process of how to make it so simple to buy, 
so mm-hmm. easy to say, I know what you offer. I can place an online order to pick it up tomorrow or get it dropped off to my store. If they're not thinking that way, they will lose business. And it's just because, you know, if I can run to a supermarket and grab a handful of things in one shop, that's the competition right now. So you mm-hmm. got to make it easy for people. And sometimes what I've shared is like, okay, on Fridays, do an Instagram story and show us the products you have. And if I want to reserve one, let me know that I can respond in a DM on Instagram and book it. And you'll set it aside for me for 48 hours. And if I buy it that day, maybe I can get 15% off another item in the store. So you're really rewarding good behavior from your customers and you're keeping them in the loop and building that community on social media that no big corporate entity could possibly do in the same way. Oh, I have a couple of questions now. My head's <laughs> yeah. like buzzing. So you mentioned the gender piece, like you're very passionate about women in business and things. And you said a lot of your audience are not necessarily interested in being an Amazon seller. They want to empower the communities and supply to their communities. Is there a correlation or any kind of pattern you see with gender and wanting to support community? Hmm. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole significantly. I would say the majority of individuals who are in my program or who I support one-on-one with clients are women. Mm-hmm. And when I think about just kind of scan my brain of the shops in our little commercial districts, like many are women owned. I would say, I'm not sure. I feel like more men potentially own restaurants. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just based on observation, like who I'm thinking of, but it is interesting to to think through that and how that has impacted what our communities look like from Mm -hmm. that. But, oh my gosh, really good perspective. I'm going to dig into that. Please, please. (laughs) I'll be back to share more. (laughs) (laughs) Please, you're welcome. And then you mentioned consumers' attitudes and expectations are changing. Can you expantiate a little more about that? You spoke about like the need for convenience. What else are they expecting from business owners or local businesses? Yeah. So this is really exciting. And also I think pretty hard for some businesses to navigate, but consumers are really wanting to know what brands and companies stand for. What are their values? Who are they outside of their business? What do they care about? Who are they voting for? Like it becomes quite personal. And I know some local business owners struggle with that because they just, they want to sell a product they love. They don't want to necessarily be out there like sharing their political views or their kids or their family or things like that. But we know that when we feel connected to the leader or the individual behind the company and what they value and care about, sales increase. And this is so much of what I do with my clients and students in, in our community is they like show up, show yourself, talk about what your morning routine is, that coffee you drink, where are you going on your walks? What are you doing after work? Those small connection points are so important when it comes to decision-making and they seem really superficial. Like, oh, cool. You like hair clips? Like this is more in hair clip. I love hair clips. Where did you get your hair clips? I want some too. It seems like it doesn't matter, but this is building trust. When you think about the decision-making process, it all boils down to trust. Do I trust this company or person enough to buy from them? Even if we aren't consciously thinking about it, trust happens. It can happen in messages over Instagram. It can happen through a fun giveaway campaign you do. It can happen in so many different areas, but that's at the root of all of it for sure. Can I say an objection as a business owner? 
Yeah. Well, thinking when we hear experts like you tell us and show up and put ourselves out there. Firstly, I don't have time. <laughs> I've got business to run. Yeah. Secondly, I'm worried about trolls on social media mm-hmm. that by exposing my family, exposing my views, political views, it could get a little bit messy. So what do you say to those objections? Yeah. So the person who's like really busy, it's just, what do you value? Do you value connection with your customers? Because at the end of the day, you're solving a problem for customers, for real people. So how are you connecting to them in a way that's meaningful and differentiates yourself? You don't have to. There's no one out there that's like, you have to show up as the face of the company to do this well. It just typically has a lot of advantages to it, a lot of pros. So people who don't do it, they can still build really great companies and be really successful. Of course, it just adds an element of humanization to the company that consumer behavior research is showing that consumers want. So it's just saying like, okay, I'm busy. So is this enough of a priority where I get to show up and share a slice of life or build kind of an authority on a specific topic or subject? So it's just prioritizing, right? And deciding, is this advantageous for our company to differentiate ourselves and to invest in our customers? And then the whole troll thing, there's always gonna be trolls out there, people who have opinions and some people will never show their kids and some people will never Mm. share about their health concerns. And so have boundaries, have limitations to what you put out into the world. There are some things I will never talk about on social media ever. I will share certain slices of my life just like everyone else. And they're the ones I feel confident about and the ones I really care about. And I don't get into a lot of political conversations Mm. on the internet because I find that those conversations are more impactful and meaningful in person. Like how can you possibly have meaningful dialogue via comments on Facebook? I just have not seen that be very successful for many people (laughs) every once in a while, sure. But really, you have to be really thoughtful about that process and what you want to put out there. And if it's what the impact can be for yourself and your business. You said something that's just been ringing in my head and I can't Mm -hmm. shake out. You said that the reason why, you know, showing up is important is a humanization of the brand essentially. And it's just triggered a whole bunch of thought in my head, like a domino effect. Is that the competitive edge of local businesses and family businesses? Is that with a lot of corporates and big brands, We've taken out the humanity from brands. Exactly. It's a huge advantage as a local business owner. And I feel like some corporations are really getting this more. I mean, you see the big companies and their leaders like Jeff Bezos is always kind of the voice for Amazon. These people get how to do this and leverage it. I would say at a local level, when you feel connected to a person and you're like, oh my gosh, Their family does all these fun adventures together. So when I buy a shirt from her, this funds their adventures. You can make Mm. that direct association and connection to how your dollars impact someone. Or if you know a local business gives 10% of revenue to an animal shelter and you care so deeply about animal shelters and supporting them, then you're more inclined to be an active customer with that company because you know it's funding a local shelter in your own community. I just like big business, that's very hard to do at a grassroots level. So I think the more people really truly feel that connection to the business owner and what they stand for and how they use their money and who they support and they feel that connection, that ripple effect, the more likely they'll be to come and support local business over and over again. 
I am excited to continue banging my head here and trying to be loud in this area. But consumers, we've just like over the last 10 years have been very trained, like I said, about convenience and just Mm. being efficient and getting things done and being productive. We were just talking about this before we went live. It's just like, do, 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 do. And when you're buying local and you love the ice cream shop that's on the South side of the community, you're going to have to drive there. You're going to have to make sure they're open at the time you want to go. And you love the boutique on this North side of town, but they're only open till 11 on Sundays. It's not incredibly efficient. And I think, can we get to a point in society where it's like not about just efficiency and productivity. It's like, no, like these are real human. These are real human business owners. Let's go connect with them. Take our time, luxuriate a little bit. (laughs) But I just, we live in a fast paced culture, you know? So it's hard to shake that. It's very interesting that you brought up that tension and a lot of the data is showing that Gen Z's in particular are all about sourcing locally, understanding whether, what the supply chain of businesses are. So It's a very interesting point. Would we sacrifice convenience to support local businesses? I think we're ready as consumers to do so. I think so too. I think there's some Mm -hmm. people who just, they're not, they probably will never prioritize it. But so much of what I do in the world is teach local business owners how to have a profitable online presence. But what I'm thinking is the next level of this work is empowering local business owners to teach their customers and teach the community how to show up for local business owners and be these Hmm. advocates for supporting local because we have to recondition our community to see how important it is. When I think about the ripple effect, it's like if the restaurant down the street closes, gets Hmm. boarded up or whatever, then the open spot next door isn't likely to get filled as quickly because they're like, oh, there's no business around me. Yeah. So you're like, you probably don't feel it or see it or think about it obsessively like I do, but it does matter. When one business closes, that means people are out of jobs. And I mean, we just saw this all with COVID. So choosing local has an impact that so many of us will never truly ever know, but it matters to our local communities. My last question is on COVID. What have we seen with respect to COVID? You kind of mentioned that people are more conscious and looking to buy more local. What other drastic changes are we seeing Yeah. I mean, people getting really innovative. The way I've seen local business owners shifting, innovating, pivoting to really meet the consumer where they're at is really inspiring. And unfortunately, it came from a place of fear and pain. And oh my gosh, but a lot of people have wanted to get online for a while in a a better way. And this forced them to. And I think ultimately, it's just, it makes it easier for the customer. And that is who pays the business owner (laughs) to operate. So that's a big thing. And just being willing, I've seen a lot of people let go of things. They're no longer like, oh, I was doing this thing for so long, but I actually hated doing this in my local business. So I'm not going to do it anymore. And just like coming back to self and asking, is this really what I want to be doing in this company? And just some really good self-reflection I've seen happen as well. And getting scrappy. I love scrappy entrepreneurship. So I loved seeing people just Oh my gosh, the creativity that came out of it. I was like, oh, wow, this is so neat. And it's a bummer. It came from a place of just completely shutting down businesses. But I think it reignited some business owners in a way that that felt really good to them too. I lied. I have another question. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) COVID had a huge impact, right? For many 
had necessary endings to businesses or places of work. And it disproportionately affects women more than men. And now the data is suggesting that we're going to see more women opt for entrepreneurship and start businesses. Chances are they may start local to begin with. What tips do you have for them? You mentioned it's important to have social media presence and online presence. Do you have any other tips for those Mm -hmm. that are starting their journey on entrepreneurship? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'll say it again. Connect, show your face, show who you are, show why you're different. Why is your product different than everyone else's? Show up. Don't just post and ghost. That's very 2015 to create a social calendar and like put everything out there and then leave. <laughs> what? That's me. That's me. I know. I mean, it's very convenient, isn't it? But that doesn't really <laughs> work anymore. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like I have something to get out and I push it out and then I'm like, oh, I got to move on with my day. But we're finding the more people show up on social media and engage, the more we're rewarded by the social Mm -hmm. apps because they're like, oh, you're spending more time here. We're going to show your stuff to more people. How do you offer value? I see a lot of people start network marketing or Mm multi-level marketing companies and somewhere in some sales training that is in this space, they've been told to add a bunch of friends on Facebook, message them all about the new product they sell and then recruit them to join their team. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the worst advice I've ever heard. People do it to me all the time. I'm like, do you not know that I run two successful companies? Mm -hmm. I don't need to be a health coach on the side. I'm going to go eat my Cheetos. In fact, like, (laughs) no, we're not doing this. So I would say really connect with people in a meaningful way, add value to their lives, make connections, be a resource, be a referral. I think the people who really show up generously and they say like, hey, you need to meet one another. I thought of you when I read this article and being this generous person can do so much for you as a human and your company. Have you ever read The Go-Giver? You heard that that book before? It was the book that finally, I wish I knew the tagline off the top of my head, but it's like, here's the truth to how you can build success. And it's all just about being generous and being a go-giver. I love it. I feel like you would love it just based on what I know about you and- It finally was the book where I was like, oh, finally a business strategy I can get behind. So if anyone's listening to this, it is literally like it will take you an hour or two to read. It's so small. The way it's written is just super digestible and really inspiring. So so if someone's starting, oh my gosh, please, please message me. I'm a typical Enneagram 7, the enthusiast champion. Like (laughs) I will pump you up and make sure you see what's possible for yourself because It's hard when you're in it by yourself. You get so in your head. So Mm -hmm. when you feel like you're in your head, talk to someone and it can be me. I will talk to you. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, Emily. If anyone wants to get hold of you, how can they get hold of you? Oh gosh, so many ways. Let's keep it simple. So Instagram is where I hang out the most. My personal profile is emily.steele, S-T-E-E-L-E. And then my website is emilyasteele.com. So I would say those are the best ways because I'm an evolving creature. By the time someone listens to this, maybe a year from now, who knows what what I'll be doing (laughs) in the world. So yeah, we were just talking about this. You get it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed that conversation with Emily. I just found it so insightful. I think for us as business owners, it's typically not as apparent the impact of our business activities on communities. You know, typically we can feel and see the impact on the family. We can see and feel the impact on the economy by way of employees, supply chain, etc. 
but it's often not as easy to see and feel the impact on communities. And the truth is a lot of studies have highlighted that that business not only impacts on the community, but the community also impacts on the business. So we see positive benefits in terms of financial performance, in terms of social capital, in terms of financial capital. The truth is we are interconnected beings. We are a collective humanity and none of us are islands. No man is an island, right? And the importance of social networks and social capital is so critical in catapulting our family businesses forward. And our local communities are a key part of that. They're key stakeholders. So always think through of the impact of your business on the community and how best can you support your local community. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take good care and God bless you.